0: Welcome to For Rent, Conversations the Better the Rental Industry. I'm your host, Mackenzie Wilson. Whether you're a first-time homeowner, an accidental landlord, a seasoned investor, or perhaps just a curious tenant, this is the podcast for you. Join the conversation as we cover best practices, industry news, and one-on-ones with thought leaders in the rental industry. We'll go deeper to cover the lessons learned and get to the root cause of challenges facing the rental industry today will empower you with the information you need to be a better landlord or a more informed tenant. Let's get to it. Episode number four. Wow, here we go. This one's gonna be a bit different than what we've done in the past, even though we haven't done a lot because it is just episode number four, but that's all right, let's get into it. This is pre-recorded. It took place at Reality Plus, which was a real estate conference in Toronto in November, 2022. We had a room that we sat down and grabbed various people at the conference, and this was my favorite. And I thought, why not repurpose this onto the For Rent podcast, as it has a ton of value. So I sat down alongside my CEO, Villa Leica, as we got to interview Matt Stein, who is the vice president of Canadian Student Communities. And their claim to fame, and what they did really, really well, is they built a 600-bed tower. Yes, 600 beds in downtown Toronto. And this conversation gets really granular and it gets into the details of providing an experience to the students while at this pivotal point in their life, as opposed to just providing a service, which is just a rental property, accommodations, housing to a student. It, it really goes beyond that. So if you're looking at a way to differentiate yourself from your competition in the student rentals that you provide in your market, listen to this episode, take some notes. You're going to really enjoy it. Let's get to it.
1: Hi, everybody. Uh, we're back here at uh, Reality Quest Day Two, having a lot of fun and uh, having some great kind of conversations with some of the folks here. And uh, today, we have the pleasure of being joined by Matt Stein at Canadian Student Communities as well. And uh, uh, we're here to talk about student rentals, which I know is a very interesting topic for a lot of listeners and a lot of uh, uh, you know folks in the in the homeowner and leonard community. There's a lot of interesting kind of, um, I would say, kind of a. Uh, uh, the power tactics or, or niche downplays. Well, it's, for it's more. It's more about there's a lot of questions out there when it comes to renting to students, right? There's a sure, lot of confusion yeah. whether or not you know students are good tenants or bad tenants, or you know how do you? What are some of the challenges? What are some of the opportunities when renting to students? Yeah. That we get we get asked all the time, and I think uh, I, I think a lot of listeners will find this conversation very helpful.
0: So I'm I'm super thrilled for this conversation, uh, Matt. Just you know we talk about student rentals, but what you've done and your project yep. and your experience. Is really a next level. It's a completely different ball field or park or the right analogy there. So I, I kind of want to just dig into your archives of how you guys got to where you are with that product. So, Paul, just start first. What exactly is your product? If people haven't heard uh, of a, of your of your student development?
2: Uh, sure. Yeah. So first of all, thanks guys for inviting me. Like I really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We built our first student residence, um, we opened about four years ago, so we're in our fifth year of operation now. It's a 30-story, 600-bed tower in downtown Toronto. Uh, It's called Home, Home on Jarvis, and we're obviously at Jarvis and Dundas. Right next to Ryerson University? Very close to Ryerson, very close to George Brown. um, And, you know, by our standards, a very close distance to U of T, by student standards, we're a bit far for them. But, uh, you know, we're still kind of broaching, breaking into that bubble. What we try to do with home is go somewhere between rental apartment and hotel Mm. in terms of our experience. So we're very like, we always say that we're in the like student experience business as opposed to in the like student housing business, you know? So if you come live at home, it's like much more than just a place to sleep. Mm. So we have like, I think we have 35 student staff that work in the building, 20 of them um I think 34 of the 35 live in the building themselves so like the whole front desk is manned by students the um we have 20 live in residence advisors um, oh, wow. who are responsible for running like community programming events Good culture cuz yeah.
0: they're they're embedded right into the ecosystem so very similar to like kind Completely. of like your
2: residence at that T- school totally is yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, to narrow it down, our goal is just to provide the highest level student experience, like help students like do well academically, help them feel safe, secure, make it super easy for them to make friends. You mm-hmm. know, those are really the things they're looking out for. And those are the things we are constantly trying to provide.
1: Yeah. And it's great that this, you know, the development is exclusively kind of uh, available to students. Because, you know, that's that's one of the, the fun things about kind of student housing is that you get to be there with your peers. Yeah. Right? yeah same and, and age
0: group, same. Trials and tribulations of programs. Exactly, and right? And, and, yeah. and if
1: you have the choice between kind of like a nice condo with, yeah. you know, just a general building versus kind of being a nice condo with your friends, that's yeah. definitely, yeah. right? Yeah. That's an easy decision.
2: Um, before we opened home and I was uh, doing research into like how to run this business, um, I went and I uh, attended co- a conference in the UK. Oh, and okay, I cool. sat down and I like pulled one of the CEOs of one of the big UK student housing companies aside. And these guys probably had, I don't know, 30,000 beds under management. So it's wow. a totally different ball game. Huge. And I said, "What's your primary goal? You know, how do you know if you're doing a good job?" And he said, "If every student has made ten friends by Christmas, oh wow, we've succeeded."
1: Interesting. So, so just random.
2: That's a very note. non-real
1: estate goal. Yes, that's very yeah, cool. But, but yeah, it
2: actually is a super real estate goal because yeah. if you make two friends, what do you do? You think mm-hmm. to yourself, mm-hmm. oh, "This building's not that much on. fun. Come, come along. We'll move out. We'll get a three-bedroom and we'll save on rent." Yeah. If you make ten, you're like. And they oh my stay. goodness! This is where the party is. Right, exactly. You know, we want to stay it's, here.
0: It's almost like building communities more. 100. So yeah, 100. Yeah. So just, so just round, how, how do they even benchmark? our like how do they measure that metric?
2: Surveys. Mm-hmm. We do surveys too. Oh. Okay. We probably run. Two, we probably run two big ones a year, cool. and lots of like little random ones. Yeah. Throughout just the they year. keep the pulse. That's super
1: cool. Yeah. yeah. No, that's really cool. And you know, I was I was kind of thinking about the the whole WeWork story as we were kind of talking about that. It's all about yeah. Kind of, it's not about building a, a, a you know an office or, or a building. It's more about kind of like promoting the culture. You know, really kind of getting people to mix and and kind of ch- that's really where the value is. Hundred um, percent. Yeah. So yeah. it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and then being able to do that in an environment where they feel like safe,
0: secure, right. and like supported academically, yeah. then you've got the trifecta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and we had a conversation off camera where you talked about the parents are just thrilled about this environment, too, because they know, especially if they're out of country, they're coming in, they know that their, their, their kids are looked after well, and it's, again, not yeah. this random condo downtown. Yeah, and,
1: and, and I think, Mac, you, I mean, you and I are old, right? So it's been a while since we've been to university. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, back then it was basically you either had the student residence where, you know, there was very limited spacing. So you, you were there for maybe the first year and then you had to go and find off-campus housing, mm-hmm. yeah. which was typically a house you shared with a bunch oh, of yeah. students. Um, this wasn't really much of an option or, or, or really an existing option. So no. it's really interesting to have this kind of third option where you get the best of both worlds. You get to live off-campus but still with other students. Yeah, And you get all the, you know, all the security, the, the, the support, and the community and in all in a modern facility, which is a game changer.
0: Yeah. So now I'm thinking, and they're gonna go uh, two places here. So, so first, you, you went and asked that question at that conference that they said, We want people to build their community, their friends. Was that kind of the golden star or your, your North Star for how you started building this experience or how you, you, you're you kind of you know scoping your ideal 10 and 10 demographic, which in this case is the students?
2: Yeah. That's a good. That's a very good question. Um, I think it's that plus another piece. Um, When you're trying to build a community, if you bring a bunch of people together in like a close space where they're interacting all the time, a community will develop regardless. Yeah. Yeah. So the question is, how do you make it a good community? Mm.
0: How you give it. How do you make it
2: fun, inclusive, welcoming, supportive? You know. Um, All those other words, because communities can turn negative, you know, and this is what this is why, you know, student housing often gets a bad rap, because if you're living in a kind of a rough ish building where no one really cares about the environment, how it looks, the community becomes like, uh, like a
1: kind of party, like a bit savage, central. Fair enough. I spent a year at a frat house. I mean, yeah. we, we didn't take very good care of that place. No, exactly.
0: Sure. Yeah. And now you started saying, okay, so yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> j- just to kind of pivot on that, and, and we talk about that all the time in, in the landlord forms and the homeowners is, you're, yeah, you're exactly that. Your product, uh, your environment reflects the behavior of your tenants. So 100%. if they see the fridges kicked in with a big scrape, reps on the floor... They're not going to be encouraged, or they'll be like, "Yeah, it already is damaged." And then if I put a nick in the wall, so be it. Yeah. But yeah. if it's pristine, it presents well. Yes. And and that probably does does wonders on the acceptance side of the picture by bringing in perhaps the right demographic as well, because there's yes. obviously different types of tenants. So if what we
2: found is that if you create a space that is worthy of the student being proud of it, mm. they will treat it with pride. They yeah. will treat it respectfully. You know, if you offer them a space that isn't in that great shape. They'll treat it like it's not in that great shape and right. it's going to get into worse shape. You know, so we have had like we, you know, our biggest preventative maintenance strategy is treat the students like adults with respect. And keep the space as clean and well maintained as possible. And then what happens is it becomes this like feedback loop where they contribute to that as well. Right. Like our damage is super low. They own it. They, they, they own yeah. it. Yeah, it's like it. this is my brand now. Hundred percent. Yeah. Like, do you just if you live in a nice house? Do you just come home and spill coffee on your carpet? That's fair. So like no, no, you know you want. It's your home. You want to treat it like the name. <laughs> we want you to treat it like your home.
1: Yeah. No, that's, yeah. and that's interesting, Matt. And I'm thinking how you know what takeaways could kind of like potentially also translate into kind of a, you know single family kind of uh, uh, operators or, or let's say multiplex operators that are a lot of our customers. How can you apply those same principles to typically smaller buildings or smaller homes? And uh, I think what you're saying is true. It would probably translate as oh, well. Oh, like, big time. Maintain your property, treat your t- tenants with respect, you know, give them something that they can be proud of as well. And they're much more likely to keep it, keep it that way as, uh, um, as opposed to, you know. If you have a beautiful house that you're renting to students or apartment,
2: and you keep it in phenomenal shape, you keep it well furnished, you make it super easy for them to move in, you're a nice landlord, you will actually also attract the kind of tenant you want. You know, because that like, like, let's say you're, you know, it's your only rental unit. You don't want to risk renting it to like a crazy party machine who's going to throw, you know, ragers and trash the place, you know. But if you have like a beautiful unit that's well furnished, that guy's not going to rent it. You know, he's going to be like, mm, I can't get away with that here. Right. Or like, I don't want to do that here. Or, You'll rent yeah. it to like a graduate student who really takes their life seriously. They just want to study. They want their home to be their quiet oasis. Yeah. You know,
1: well, they'll treat uh, it well. Absolutely. And plus, you also get more choice around kind of more applicants, more people that are interested. You have more more options to, to kind of choose from. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's great.
0: Yeah. So let's kind of I'm gonna add on that, that question you kind of did. So, you know, our, our, our viewers, our mom and pop landlords cr- across the country here, um, a lot of them do target the, the student housing strategy. What are some amenities, some current trends that they could probably incorporate into a small property that, that you've I've seen from, from your research? Number one,
2: flawless internet. Yes. <laughs> more, more important, like... Um, I love it. The, uh, the uh, most uh, important, yeah. I, you know what I mean? Like, we, um, there was a joke, like, I, when I was back, when I was going to the conferences and researching it, what people told me, which was really funny, is like, you know, if the water goes off, you might hear about it in a couple hours. Yeah. If the internet goes off, you're going to hear about Seconds. it immediately. Yeah. Seconds. You know? So, so fun, yeah. fun
1: story on that point. Uh, um, you know, <laughs> When we were uh, in a house kind of sharing with multiple, you know, a few roommates, um, the drill was on every Sunday, you turn off the internet for an hour. Okay. And that was cleanup time. <laughs> and they, would, they, would, they wouldn't turn on your internet back on unless you helped clean the house. Yeah. <laughs> Worked like a charm. Perfect. Exactly. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we would have a rebellion if we did that.
2: Right. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I see, I get the point.
0: So, yeah. so in that flawless internet I and hey, I actually have a networking background, so like this is, okay. is my ammo. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I know you've been super diligent. I'm going to take a guess that you've got both wired and wireless coverage. Yes, through, if
2: yeah. you're a serious gamer. You're not going to be satisfied with the Wi-Fi, no matter how fast wow, it is. Okay. You need to. You need yeah. to be able to plug hardwire in. Just hardwire just in.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Very cool. Very yeah. very
0: thoughtful. Yeah.
1: You mentioned, I think, uh, Matt. Some of the other amenities you guys have in your buildings are, uh, you know, podcast room. Can you speak a bit more about that? I, thought, I found that very interesting.
2: Sure. We spent a ton of time before we opened, and actually while we were under construction, figuring out what we will, what students would value the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. There's been a bit of a change in the last, I want to say, like, you know, 10, 20 years around how you amenitize um, student housing buildings. And it used to be all about socializing. And now it's actually equally balanced with socializing and studying. Like most students Hmm. really do care about their education. They really do care about doing well. And so you've got to provide amenities that support that. Yeah. So like beautiful, calm study lounges with great breakout internet, rooms. breakout rooms, meeting rooms, quiet um, rooms, group yeah. study rooms, wow. know, yeah, things cool. like that. Um, but then also, without forgetting that they're still young and they still want to have fun. So how do you have a How do you have places that they're going to congregate, socialize, do fun stuff, and like make it easy for them to do that? Yeah. Yes, you know what I mean. That's so fun. how does this apply to like a mom and pop like landlord? You know what I mean? If you can create a space in your in your unit where you're like, someone would love to sit and study here. Mm, you know? Yeah. Big selling feature. Like if you know you have a den or you know you have a nook in the area, you're like, I'm gonna put a desk in there, I'm gonna put a like a painting on the wall, or I'm gonna put right. something, you mm-hmm. know, you know, just shows that you've thought about that.
0: Very interesting. interesting. Yeah. 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 Totally agree with that and, and to that extent, you know, maybe they run access points so there's complete pristine wireless coverage throughout the exactly. house. Exactly. So they can take that laptop to the backyard to whatever because they want to just study in a different place or have yeah. a di- change of environment so they can be more focused.
2: Yeah. Also, um, we actually had, we learned this the hard way. We, um, one of the most important things is making sure everything is included. Right. Super Simple. easy. Really? Easy. We want it to be, like at like in our building, you can even just show up with your suitcase and you're done. It's furnished. We, we, great. we provide linens for an additional fee. We provide towels. We oh, like convenient. we provide everything in the kitchen cool. fully stocked. Like so if they show up. So if you're
1: mom and pop you and know, you es- have especially a fully stocked, if your stocked parents kitchen. are nearby and they can help you with this stuff, it's yes. great to just be able to show up and you have like a you know kind Everything's of like except just go stay yeah. the Exactly. Yeah. And students
0: will pay a higher rate mm-hmm. for that ease. You know, and I'm breaking this down in my head. If I'm dropping a ton of money on tuition and I'm paying to be in downtown Toronto. I just want to focus and do this once and not fail. Mm -hmm. And I'm really committed to the cause. So then when you throw in those, those small extras, they just make that transition so easy. I wouldn't think second because totally. I've already pre-invested to get this education. Yeah, totally.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well played. No, that's that's really interesting, and and I want to dive into deeper. But one question that we I get all the time, Matt, you know, especially from the the, the smaller mom and pops, that they're like, hey, uh, obviously, as, as as you know, we we focus on taking the risk out of renting, help you know, help lenders with screening, help them with uh, you know, guaranteeing their rental income. So one question that comes up all the time is. Is it safe to rent the students? You know, are they reliable? Will they pay the rent? Is there a risk of flight? You know, like, hey, well, they won't pay for a few months and then take off. Yeah. What has your experience been with that, Matt? Have you guys seen any
0: issues there or? Hey there, sorry for the quick interruption. This podcast is all based on the collective wisdom of everyone. It's interactive. We absolutely need your input and feedback. So if there's a comment, a question, a best practice that you've learned that relates to an episode or is something that's come across your mind you think would be great for the show we are all about taking this collective wisdom to better the rental industry please please share with us good or bad we'll take it all I've got tough skin um, you can send your questions and concerns and feedback all to forrent at com. okay let's get you right back in that episode thank you so much
2: you know yeah. Um, it's not true, Hmm. right? There, there obviously are students that do do that, but they are the vast minority. You know what I mean? Vast, vast, vast minority. And especially if you're trying to create like a high level space that like is really kind of study focused, lifestyle focused, um, you're going to attract the kind of student that values that. And those are also students who are less likely to kind of run away or be difficult tenants. Yeah. You know, yeah, they're really. serious students. They want to do well.
1: Absolutely. You know? yeah. cool. So, the same principles as kind of long term homes, right? You have a great home, you, you, you provide a great service, you attract better tenants in general. Exactly. Yeah. And you have fewer issues to deal with. Yeah, exactly.
0: And, and I think, Matt, what you've done so very well is you've highlighted knowing your ideal tenant demographics so very well. You've built very niche amenities that just you set your guys' product out from the the crowd. And when there's the low times or the rough times, you guys either maintain your rent when it's when there's um, not a lot of uh, demand, but when the demand's high, you know you get the charge up premium because you've yes. just, you've got the recipe right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. very cool. Yeah, now, exactly.
1: Now, one thing we were kind of talking about before the uh, before this uh, interview, Matt, was, which I found really interesting, is how how many students there are out there, you know, oh, in the wow, city, yeah. which is which is crazy, and especially you know now coming back from COVID in 2020 or I guess 2021 uh, September, everybody coming back to school, all the students oh, looking yeah. for residences, places, uh, you know, a bed to 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 crash. It, it put a lot of pressure on the rental market. Vacancy was super low. It it, it was a bit of a a bit of a crazy time. Um, you know, tell us a bit, if you don't mind, just about kind of like what you know about the rental market in Toronto, uh, you know, given that's your market, you know, what are the different kind of schools? What's the demand for for student rentals? Yeah. Well, the rental demand is
2: um, way higher than everyone thinks it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone already thinks it's through the roof. Yeah. It's because we're not accounting for the several hundred thousand students that come to Toronto. You know, it's a colossal number. Like if you just look at the big, the like the three biggest institutions of like George Brown, U of T and Ryerson. Yeah. Like, those three alone have
0: over 100,000.
1: Right. You oh. know? hmm
0: and, and, like, when I was checking out your website last time, kind of going through it, and me being out of town from Alberta, I didn't realize just the density of post-secondary yeah. within yeah. this, call it a 35-minute walk-in radius, which is just unreal. So, I mean, it creates a very cool ecosystem to totally kind of mm-hmm. collaborate across, across schools. So yeah. There's
2: also all the uh, foreign, like, internationals coming to learn English. You know what I mean? That, um, so that lots, was interesting, yeah. lots and lots of um, people come to attend schools for like anywhere between one month to a year yeah. to learn English and either on their path to move here, on their path mm-hmm. to study here, or just kind of for fun.
1: And, yeah. and they need some sort of short term recommendation, exactly. recommendation for that period, yeah. I
0: was just going to pivot off that. I was just say that you, you, you shared a lesson learned before. Again, we hopped on air talking about your, your initial model was a traditional one year lease kind of yes. term. Mm-hmm. And, and then noticing that, that trend, what did you guys do differently?
2: You know, what we noticed is we were offering a product that only a small percentage of our target market wanted, right? Right. Like, don't get me wrong, we still probably fill up the building with about, I would say, 30 to 40% people who want to be there for 12 months. Yeah. You know? So the flip side is also not true when people tell you that students don't want to stay for the year. Mm-hmm. Definitely not true. Lots oh, of students want to come and be here full year because the they love well. Toronto. They yeah. want to yeah. spend the, the summer here. Surf, yeah. And even if they don't, they want to keep their place so they can come back. You know, maybe for a few months yeah, or a few Not weeks, have to move again. Not right? have to move again. Yeah. But lots and lots of students want, just want eight months. Yeah. Right? And, like, um, I don't know how you could pull Two semesters. This, two semesters. I don't know how you could pull this off if you're, like, um, like a mom and pop landlord. If but at the could, same time, yeah. for us, like, what we realized, there's a big demand of students who... In the summer, who just come here to learn English, you know. So yeah. we therefore we could do a win-win where we could offer this eight-month term for the students who are coming to university or, or college. Pay for what you need. Pay for what you need. Stay as long as you need, and then when they leave, we're still able to um, fill the space with uh, shorter term Yeah,
1: and, and that's contracts. a great that's a great solution too, right? Because you're keeping it still exclusive to students, yes, right? you're still filling in that summer vacancy. And at the end of the summer, the place is still available for the student to come back and and pick up their lease. Totally. Which is great. Like for us, like as I am sure I've already beaten this Mm -hmm. horse to death, but his
2: culture is king. Yeah. You know? So that's why we don't open the building to non students. Which is borders. Like this needs to be like a student building. You gotta come here and you gotta feel like I'm in a student community.
0: Right. Yeah, on your website too, I thought it was really cool you guys paired with a a very a virtual um, student counseling service oh yes again just trying to factor in that experience and that community that culture really like looking after one i yeah. thought it was a very cool very complimentary um service that you've packaged in quite well wow okay so i'm super glad to hear that we we formed that partnership with uh,
2: inkblot during covid wow. you know during covid we still had quite a high occupancy you know what right. i mean um, so, so just give, give me a ballpark. You're talking like like percent. around 50. percent oh, Okay, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, When
0: like literally the world shut down,
2: the world shut down, when and everyone was like, there are no students. All students need to go home. I'm like, mm, have to. Yeah. Half need somewhere to live. Right. You know, half can't get home. Well, yeah, you know? st- yeah out point. of
0: country. Like, yeah. So many yeah out of country,
2: we had lot. We were helping lots of students like get home last minute. You know, um, but then also we're helping lots of students stay. You know, extend yeah. their contract if they couldn't get home. Things like that.
0: C- could you just imagine like like you're new. You're you're trying to get your legs. You're in in your return, the world is shutting down and you're in a residence, perhaps in another country. Like the emotional toll of just like, yeah, it would have been Mm -hmm. it been wild.
2: It was it was a tough time. We did our absolute best to like be there for the students during that time. Um and what we found is, you know, as everyone knows that like Rates of like anxiety and depression, especially among the student population, just boomed during COVID. Yeah. Um, you're, away you're, you're away from home. You're away from home. You're also isolated. doing all your classes alone online in your room. You know? Meanwhile, we're we have government guidelines saying we have to close down all our amenity spaces. So your students literally were confined to just them mm. and their three roommates, you know? And so we just thought that they're they might want to talk to somebody. We thought there might be some students in the building who could use some counseling services, professional help, speak yep. to somebody. Um, so what we did is we offered to cover the first two sessions with the, with the counselor. And
0: That's then great. if the
2: student wished to continue, they could either fi- figure out a way to get through their private insurance, which Inkblot is very good at helping them mm-hmm. do. And if they don't, they could just continue to pay for it. Uh, themselves
1: and, and did you guys have any take up on that? Was it was yeah. a successful program? We did, yeah. Um, I've, I've and I'm been.
2: very glad to yeah. to say that we the take up. Uh, we still do have some students who enroll in the program, but it's gone down since COVID, that's right? Good which yeah. is great. That's yeah. great. That's, yeah. that's
1: that's that's, that's yeah. really good. Yeah, and it's a great service to have you around as well. I mean, stres- school can be a very stressful experience. Totally. A lot of changes, so it's Moving great to have countries. You talk to somebody. Yeah, you know, oh, absolutely. Like,
0: yeah, you know, I mean, I, I'm born and raised in Alberta. I haven't left yet. Yeah, and I could not even fathom just in another country's mm-hmm. wild and yeah. a time like that. So very cool. I I, I think you've done some really cool things, uh, Matt. Absolutely. And, and thank you Matt, for sharing.
1: Yeah, and then before we close, Matt, I mean, you know, we all know that supply is an issue now, especially with students coming back to school. Uh, you know, we need beds out there. We heard all the headlines about the difficulty of coming back to campus. There, there were
0: students in, in shelters this yeah. fall. We heard, well. yeah, living
1: out of their car because yeah. they couldn't find a place to rent. So... You know, two things I wanted to ask you is first of all, what do you, how do you see the situation changing for next fall? Do you think we'll be better prepared to, for the incoming uh, uh, September twenty twenty two, or I should say twenty twenty three kind of uh, 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 intake? And also, what projects are you guys kind of thinking about to to, to bring more supply to the market? Oh, what should you excited looking
0: for? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um,
2: first of all, we're definitely um, we already have our next building in the pipeline, okay, cool. um, which is we're very excited about. Also here in Toronto, and. We're looking for more. I think this to answer your question, I don't know if we'll be that much better off in September. Like yeah. the truth is there's just not enough places for people to live right. in downtown Toronto. Yeah, right. you know, there's not enough people, period, but also students. There's just not enough places and people end up living far and have to commute long distances. Like lots of the students who live with us are actually from Toronto. Yeah. They just don't want to commute an hour and a day Absolutely. to class. Yeah. It's, it's like, very distracting, uh, you know? Yeah, quality of life.
0: Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um,
2: so for us, like future vision, more housing, more students. You know, provide, figure out what more services we can offer. Yeah, you know, we're actually looking into like a retreat program now to like you know have students like go on like s- micro retreats and like bond and like make friends that way. Very cool. You
1: know, yeah. yeah, I think there's lots that can be done.
0: There's 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 always more. Yeah, no, you, you,
1: you guys are you guys a fun business. That's yeah. that's pretty cool. Oh yeah. 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 Um, well, I mean, this is really interesting. I, I think, uh, you know, and, and, you know, at Single Key here, we're also trying to do our part in, in improving housing accessibility. I think a, a big kind of a, a goal for us now, especially given how difficult it is, is, it is becoming uh, for the tenants to, to get access to housing, in, especially the super competitive Toronto market and mm-hmm. some of the other urban centers. Um, and, and especially if you're coming in from out of town, you're, let's say, an international student, you have no credit uh, locally, uh, it becomes difficult for you to kind of uh, compete in the market. So we're looking for ways to, for example one one really cool initiative that I'm, I'm excited about is our new tenant passport program where we are actually acting as a guarantor to students to ha- to ha- help them find a lease and then basically yeah. land it right and the idea would be that very similar to our rent guarantee program, we take away the, with the risk of them not paying rent, damaging the property from the landlord. Yeah, that way they feel a lot more comfortable. Give them the words, them.
0: they can say, "My rent is guaranteed." Yep. Yeah.
1: Exactly, and become a risk-free tenant. So yeah, hopefully that cool. helps them uh, uh, get get access to more housing, and and hopefully with some of the changes now to the zoning uh, restrictions and, and being able to add in second, third, fourth units to your to your homes more mom-and-pops can can improve or can add more supply to
0: the housing market, especially for students. Participation is what we need. No one talks about it, but there's a lot of options out there, but if people felt comfortable enough to participate, they would. Absolutely. Yeah. So if we can find ways to do that, we can make a, a mm-hmm. big change. Absolutely. Well, thanks for joining us today, Matt. Uh, it, it's been a pleasure having
1: you here and learning about the rental market, and thanks for sharing some of the tips with our community. Very and cool. And hope everybody found it helpful. Yeah,
0: thanks, guys. Yeah. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. Wow. Thank you so much for making it to the end of this episode. I really appreciate it. If you haven't already, please check out singlekey.com. They are the main sponsor of this podcast and simply put, it wouldn't be possible without them. We want your feedback. So again, if you haven't done that and you've probably already heard the plug, but send us an email at orrent at singlekey.com. We want it all. Comments, suggestions, lessons learned, anything that we can tie into this collective conversation with all these different perspectives to truly better the rental industry. We want it all. So let us know what you're thinking. We'll incorporate it into future shows. And if you haven't already and you want to, please subscribe to us and provide us a rating on your favorite podcast the listening platform. We'll see you on the next episode. Thank you.